morning. Thank you for joining us today. The subject that I chose for this morning is on the subject of salvation. We know that in this lifetime, the most important decision you will ever make is to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. There's no other way that we can go to heaven than to have Jesus Christ living on the inside of us. And it's a simple process. All we have to do is ask him to forgive our sins and to come into our hearts and believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Matthew teaches us in chapter 7, verse 21, it says, Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. The first thing that I noticed from this scripture, it says, Not everyone that calls Jesus Lord will enter into the kingdom of heaven. The Bible teaches us to search the scriptures, for in them you think that you have eternal life. We need to know that we know that we know that Jesus Christ is the Lord of our life. We don't need to just take someone's word for it. We don't need to just take someone's opinion about it. We need to know for ourselves that Jesus is the Lord of our life. And he tells us this as a warning. In other words, don't take it for granted. You know, I accept Jesus in my heart 30 years ago, and that was a, a one-time thing, and nothing else has happened in your life. Then you, I would do a checkup. I would want to make sure. I would want to know beyond a shadow of a doubt that Jesus Christ is the Lord of my life. Verse 22 says, many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name cast out devils and in thy name done many wonderful works? And then I will profess unto them, I never knew you. Depart from me, ye that work iniquity. And as I read the scripture, I'm thinking, you know, these are people that are prophesying. They're, um, they're casting out devils. They're doing all these wonderful works in the name of the Lord. And you think it's, it's just it's difficult for our minds to comprehend that this is a segment of people that's accomplishing all of these things in the name of the Lord. But that the Lord's going to look at them and say, depart from me. I never knew you. And I believe that is key to our salvation and to knowing that that we are that our salvation is secure where he says i never knew you in order to know someone you have to spend time with that person you have to have a conversation if you've got a best friend you're going to make a point to talk with that person to spend time with them to get to know them and the same thing with our relationship with the lord in, in order to know him we have to know what the word of god says and we have to spend time with the Lord in prayer, in conversation, in our meditation on the Word of God in order to know Him. James 1 and 22 says, But be doers of the Word, and not hearers only, deceiving your own selves. So in order to do the Word, we have to know what the Word of God says. You can, you can listen to preaching, you can listen to, to Bible tapes and all of these things, but if you're not actually doing what the Word teaches us to do, then Scripture says that then you're deceiving yourself. You're not accomplishing anything. <clears throat> so it's important 
that we be doers of what the Word of God said. Now, we're not saved by our works, but if we're saved, we will have works. Matthew 7 and 13 says, Enter in at the straight gate, for wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leads to destruction. And many there be that go in thereat. But straight is the gate, narrow is the way, which leads unto life, and few there be that find it. That's why scripture says, you know, to search the scriptures, for in them you think you have eternal life. You need to know that your heart is right with the Lord, and you're the only one that can do that. You know, you're not saved because mom and them saved. You're not saved because grandma and grandpa saved. You're not saved because the pastor is saved. You're only saved through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and accepting him as Lord into our life. Luke 16 tells us a story about Lazarus. Verse 19 says, There was a certain rich man which was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which was laid at the gate full of sores, and desiring to be fed with crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dogs came and licked his sores. And it came to pass that the beggar died and was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me, and send Lazarus that he may dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember thou that in thy lifetime thou receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things, but now he is comforted, and thou art tormented." And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence to you cannot, neither can they pass to us that would come from thence. So some of the things that I wanted you to notice from this scripture, first of all, when the rich man died, he was not a believer. He didn't believe in in God. He didn't believe in Jesus. But it says that, that when he, the moment that he died, it says that in hell he lifted up his eyes. And, and the things that I want you to notice from the scripture is that it happened immediately. And he had all of his senses. He could see Abraham. He could see Lazarus. He felt the torment of the flame. He had all of his feelings. He could see. He could hear. He could carry on a conversation. He had his thought life. So all his senses were in operation, but he was in flame for eternity. That's, that's something that's difficult for the human mind to comprehend is eternity. When we live our lives here on this earth, it doesn't matter how long you lived. If you live to be over a hundred, on the backdrop of eternity, that hundred years or even 120 years is just a moment. We're only here in this lifetime for a very short period of time. But when we, when we die, then we are looking at eternity. So how do you want to spend your eternity? I definitely would not want to be like the rich man who lifted up his eyes in hell 
and being in torment. So it goes on to say, in verse 27, he's uh, the rich man, he's still talking. He says, then, then he said, I pray thee therefore, Father, that thou wouldest send him to my father's house. For I have five brethren, that he may testify to them, lest they also come into this place of torment. And Abraham said unto him, They have Moses and the prophets. Let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if one went unto them from the dead, they will repent. And he said unto him, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. So we learned that this rich man, he's in torment. He's in this awful place. And, and so he doesn't want his brothers to go here. So all of a sudden he has a heart of evangelism. He wants his brothers to be saved and not go into this place of torment. And so us that are children that, that have been saved, and we know Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, we should also have that heart of an evangelist that we don't want anybody to be saved. Jesus said he, he would that, that none would perish, but that all would come to repentance. And that's God's desire for you, is that you be saved and, and, and know Jesus as your Lord and Savior. He, do, he doesn't want anyone to uh, <clears throat> or to perish and to go to hell. And that's why Jesus died on the cross. Romans 3 and 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. So every one of us, if you're walking in human flesh, if you're on this planet, every one of us, we have sinned. We have fallen short of the glory of God. We have made mistakes. We have done things that are wrong. And we are all in need of salvation. Acts, in six, Acts the 16th chapter, in verse 25, it talks about Paul and Silas. And it says, At midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Now we know from this story what had happened. Paul and Silas had been preaching. They'd been having a revival. And they, they cast a, a demon out of this lady that had the spirit of definition. And so all her, all the people that she was associated with, now she didn't have this gift. And so they were angry, and they threw Paul and Silas into prison. And, and not just threw them into prison, but they beat them and put them into the inner prison. And so it, it tells us at midnight, Paul and Silas, they prayed and they sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. That's important because no matter what you're going through, there are people that are watching you. There are people that are listening to you. And verse 26 says, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison was shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened, and everyone's bands were loosed. Hallelujah. So when we praise God and we serve him, even in the midst of, 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 of obstacles, even in the midst of, of trials and tests, then it's not just for us, but it's for everyone that is listening. And so when, when the Lord showed up, it didn't, he didn't just free Paul and Silas. It says everyone's bands was loosed. Verse 27 says, And the keeper of the prison, awaking out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew out his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had fled. 
But Paul cried out with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came in trembling and fell before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, thy and thy house. So they made it very simple. He said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. But I love that the second part of that sentence, it says, thou shalt be saved and thy house. That's a wonderful promise to us as the children of God, that we can be saved. And, and that's wonderful. That's the most important decision is that, that we be saved as an individual. But even greater that not just we can be saved, but that our households can be saved. We can claim household salvation for our families, whether it's our spouse, our moms, our dads, our children, our grandchildren. We can claim that scripture for our families. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved, and thy house. That's a wonderful promise from the word of God. It says, And they spake unto him the word of the Lord, and to all that were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night, and washed their stripes, and was baptized, he and all of his straightway and when he had brought them into his house he set meat before them and rejoiced believing in god with all of his house so this is a family this whole household was saved so they're rejoicing and praising the lord romans 10 9 and 10 says if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thine heart that god has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. That's how simple it is. Amen. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Ephesians 2 and 7 and 9 says that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are you saved through faith. We're not saved by our words. We are simply saved by the grace and the tender mercies of God. For by grace are you saved and through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. And finally, in John three sixteen and 17, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. So let us pray. Heavenly Father, I pray for every person that's under the sound of my voice. God, we're praying for those that do not know you that they accept you as Lord and as the Savior of their life. Father, and I pray for those that have family members, that have loved ones, that have friends, Lord, that you promised that not just we could be saved, but that our families can be saved. And Father, we're claiming that salvation for them, and we're agreeing with them in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen, and God bless you.